Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Ina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Ro Moran, and Chino Liao on another weekly Thursday live stream. Wala pa rin yung dabarkads niyong si Rowan ASH because he's still on academic leave. But we have a lot to talk about. And as Ro said kanina nung pre-show, meron mga humabol. So may mga kailangan talaga tayong pag-usapan na balibalita that happened outside the ring. But before that, we hope everybody's having a great Thursday. Hope that um, nobody's really stuck in traffic while listening to us. Uh, if you are, thank you so much. And thank you for supporting the podcast. Podcast and leaving us that five-star rating, subscribing to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what we do, if you want to support the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast outside of hanging out during our live streams, you can do that by being part of our growing Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community. Right, guys, Extreme Rules is happening this Sunday, Manila time. Uh, Rowan will be the one in charge of the stream, will not be available. But uh, if you want to be a part of that, all you got to do is subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. Well, that ain't tickers of a butt. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm used to it being there, but it's not. slash wrestling wrestling podcast. As low as $5 or whatever that is now in pesos, I suggest you subscribe now before it gets any worse. Guys, abot yan ng 70. Maniwala kayo sa akin. God, th- I hope not. I hope abot not. Abot yan ng 70. Mag-subscribe na kayo ngayon pa lang. Ang dami na nag-aalisan sa gobyerno. Tangin na, abot yan ng 70. Yeah, uh, you get access to our Discord community where we talk about wrestling, sports, fashion, TV and movies, uh, video games, music, a whole bunch of different things, exclusive review content of the TV shows, Raw, SmackDown, uh, NXT, Dynamite, Rampage, pay-per-views, MWF, whatever have you. And also our merch. Let's put up the merch. Babyface producer Mike. 
we're in the process of finally sending out the teas that our patrons availed. Because if you're a patron, you get dibs on one of these four shirts in various colorways, not just the colorways you see here. That's the perk of being a patron. You also get access to our pasabais. So we do them from online stores like WWE Shop, Shop AEW, and Pro Wrestling Tees and other stores as well. We're about to do one maybe for Black Friday next month. Uh, yep. While Again, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as $5. Alright, uh, let's start with some news outside the ring. Some very sad news that uh, we woke up to over the weekend. WWE Hall of Famer and New Japan founder Antonio Inoki has passed away. He died at the age of 79 due to a rare disease and... Honestly, I'm way too young to have really seen him in his prime. Pero siyempre, nabasa na natin yung mga articles, the eulogies. And even if you watch a documentary like, say, Dark Side of the Ring, yung episode on WCW being in North Korea, you can really see the impact that Antonio Inoki had, not just on wrestling, not just on sports, but even in politics to the point that he was a part of Japan's government. He was trying to broker deals with the North Korean government. He was a very influential person talaga. So, you know, Antonio Inoki's passing, very sad, especially as uh, New Japan celebrates its 50th anniversary. They weren't able to induct him with, I believe the title was Honorary Chairman. They just lifetime announced Chairman. It. Honorary lifetime, lifetime Chairman. chairman. Thank you, Ro. Uh, yun, uh, really unfortunate na uh, hindi yun nagawa ng New Japan for Antonio Inoki. Yeah, it's uh, pretty sad that he passed away. Uh, Antonio Inoki is a legend, not just in Japanese wrestling, but in Japan in general. Lumalabas yung videos niya na sinasampal niya yung mga fans. The long line of fans that just want to get slapped by Antonio Inoki kasi it's such, a, such an honor for them to get slapped by this legend. And so, ganun kalaki yung respeto ng Japanese people for somebody like Antonio Inoki who not just made an impact in the world of wrestling, but also in the society that he was a part of. And di ba lahat naman tayo as, as wrestling fans, as Resting professionals, you know, then you dream talaga. So, Godspeed and Tony Inoki and uh, the great Rainbow Road, as they say. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, Stan brought up the fact that we were all too, too young to have seen Inoki in his prime. But even though that may be the case, uh, we see influences of Inoki everywhere in a lot of the wrestling that we see right now, the, a lot of the wrestlers that we see right now, because uh, people were still uh, brought up on the American Western style, right? The major league style of the WWE and WCW. But a whole bunch of wrestlers nowadays are inspired by Inoki and the strong style he created, not just in the WWE, not just abroad, but also here. So he literally changed the game and change the way we work uh, to a fault even. But it's all, it's all in good fun because he did want wrestling to be perceived as a competitive sport. We all know it's worked, but uh, that doesn't mean it got to be soft, right? So you have guys like Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, Katsuyori Shibata, uh, almost everyone in New Japan right now is a disciple of the strong style philosophy. So uh, we're seeing these effects and we will continue to see these effects, these influences well past our lifetime. So Inoki is a real legend in that regard. You don't have to have seen him to know his effect. So rest in peace, Inoki-san. 
everyone will, you know, everyone wrestling will uh, keep the fighting spirit burning alive. If uh, you want to catch up on uh, yung history ni Antonio Inoki, the legacy he's left behind, you can check it out on TheRinger.com. They have this really long eulogy uh, written by Oliver Lee Bateman and Ian Douglas. It's on their fight section. So go check that out. Sobrang comprehensive talaga. It really goes into his entire career. So it provides you a very colorful snapshot of the life and legacy that Inoki-san led. All right, uh, from you know that somber piece of news, let's transition to this one. Na bumula bugsatin over the last couple of days, and that is the beef between Andrade El Idolo and Sammy Guevara. So uh, we were all expecting to catch Andrade El Idolo in the ring on this week's Dynamite. Uh, Sakto third anniversary pa naman dapat ng Dynamite today. He was supposed to face Preston Vance of the Dark Order. In I was supposed a, to be on Rampage. I was supposed uh, sorry, to be on Rampage. Yeah, so that's not happening anymore. It was reported na Andrade was sent home. Now, uh, there are additional reports ito, coming from the Wrestling Observer newsletter na nagsasabi na Sammy Guevara did not throw any punches, reportedly. And uh, Andrade reportedly punched and Sammy did not fight back. And it was immediately broken up. So, sabi ni na Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez na they had multiple sources that corroborated it, na Andrade raw got two punches in the hallway before being broken up, na winarningan na raw si Andrade na wag kang gagawa ng gulo. Uh, there's conjecture that Andrade is doing this because he wants to get fired. So, di natin alam yun. He hasn't really said anything about that. But apparently, this beef uh, goes back a little bit more further because Andrade did an interview uh, recently in Spanish Where he was alluding to the beef with Sammy Guevara Because he says na si Sammy raw may problema Whenever Andrade works stiff So what do you make of all of this, Ro As, as the wrestler of the bunch? First things first Hindi conjecture yung Andrade wanting to get fired He literally said this on Twitter The other day That he doesn't care if he gets fired from AEW So he is that, that is a man looking to get fired Looking to reunite and rehook up with his wife Back in WWE So uh, it's straight from the horse's mouth That he wants to get fired And I don't condone this one bit Because we are not pro backstage Bartagulan Here in the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast But you gotta respect his balls And his his moxie for actually admitting That that he wants to get fired And not giving a fuck The difference is that I think Eddie Kingston doesn't want to get fired But (laughs) Andrade does I don't know if we should pile up on Sammy Guevara here. I say he he did he didn't really do anything. Like he, he didn't bring it up in public. It was really Andrade who fired the first shots. He kept it private backstage, which he should. Sammy did. And Andrade was the one who brought it out in the open. So it's all on him then. <laughs> and even though Sammy is like an easily hateable person right now in the wrestling business. I think he is absolved of all blame for this one. Uh, I mean, all I can really say about this is Tony Khan needs to get control of his locker room. Yeah. Quick. Like, yeah. <laughs> as the leader and the head of upper management, he needs to, I don't know, hire an HR team, you know, hire Tony Robbins to do a team building exercise, do a trust fall in Pansol. Do something, man. Get this shit <laughs> under control. Kasi ilang linggo na nangyayari itong putangin ng away na to. CM Punk, the Young Pucks, who are supposed to be EVPs, by the way. Supposed to be upper management. 
And now Andrade and Sammy Guevara, parang ang gulo eh. Diba? What, kind of, what is happening backstage? Diba? I think somebody said it in the comments na yung WWE, sobrang chummy-chummy nila kasi kumakain lang sila ng one chip challenge. Tapos yun yung pinaka-intense nangyari. Yun yung content nila. Nagsasapakan sila eh. What kind? How is that a healthy work environment? Can somebody answer that? Like, how is that healthy for the wrestlers, for the people who are just trying to do their jobs? Diba? Hindi. Hindi talaga siya conducive to a healthy working environment. So, I don't know, man. TK, week, every week that goes by, I mean, they're gonna go negative things about AEW. Nawawala na ko ng respect kay Tony Khan. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Just to go back to Sammy Guevara here, he did fire some shots back at Andrade on Twitter. Uh, one of these tweets was from a couple of days ago where he tweeted, and I quote, You are a jobber, a favor hire, be grateful, bitch. End quote. People were speculating who this was about, and then when all of this Andrade stuff came out, people were putting two and two together and are now assuming that this is indeed about Andrade El Idolo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I take back what I said that he is completely absolved of all blame. But, of course, he was only defending himself then. It just didn't look good. It looked bad all throughout. I feel like Tony Khan needs to put a moratorium on, on uh, social media activity that isn't promoting <laughs> Because there's a point that he wants them to beat themselves. That, okay, all well and good. But when it gets to a point where they start exchanging fists, he has to learn how to put his foot down. He really has some strong Kendall Roy vibes right here. <laughs> he's trying to play, he's trying to be like his dad, but he's not able So it's just, it's a bad look, Ray. Oh, man. It's can weird. we can we highlight Martin's uh, comment here, Chino? <laughs> uh, maybe tell them to keep. It's si Martin. It's si Martin. Oh, sorry. It's si Martin. Yeah. yeah. Ma- Martin says maybe tell them to keep away from Twitter. You know, a whole bunch of wrestlers need to stay away from Twitter. You know, like <laughs> a disgusting amount of wrestlers in the business absolutely need to get away from it. Especially when they are actively on <laughs> on a roster, it's just really a bad look. Twitter might be the worst thing. That ever happened to the wrestling industry. <laughs> right, it's pretty much the worst thing to happen to anybody. Yeah, in any yeah that's true. Yeah, uh, it's just so bad. I just want to add something to what Chino said kanina. Nah, you know, Chino sabi, but you're sick and tired of hearing about backstage drama. Oh. Ito something that I've said on the podcast before. Nah, whatever company you work for, whether you're in wrestling or outside wrestling, you are representing that company. That's an unfortunate byproduct of the social media era where everything is forever. Lahat ng sinasabi, lahat ng ginagawa natin. If it's captured online, it's there on the internet. Pag nareport yan, nandiyan na yan. So whether you like it or not, you represent your company. All right, uh, you all represent whoever you're working for. So Andrade and Sammy getting into this beef, CM Punk, the Bucks, A Steel, Kenny Omega getting into their beef. That all reflects on AEW, whether they like it or not, de ba? Kaya nga sinasabi ni Chino na Tony Khan needs to get his house in order. Uh, AEW needs to hire an HR expert, stuff like that. You know, these memes uh, are being said because it all reflects on the company, and that's something that we all have to remember. Lalo na people in the wrestling business, and I've said this for years. Now, you know, the first word in profession. Wrestling is professional And you have to act like a professional If you want to represent your company well Like if you want to be a top guy You want to be the world champion You want to represent your brand You have to really act like You deserve to be that representative In that face of the brand And I'm just going on another uh, Soapbox tirade here But I just feel like It just needs to be said again uh, but, I don't know what I don't know where, where you're coming from with that yeah, I don't know where he's coming from with that either But you know uh, uh, It makes May, may point naman siya, I guess. Yeah. Uh, again, kung may pinapatamaan ka, 
I don't know who that is. But for me, my old thing is, you, your company is only three years old. Tapos na kailang away na kayo that breaks out. In, in the span of its third year, you know, they have the saying that it's a thing in the, in the startup world where startups don't really go back two years. AEW is technically a startup. Feeling ko mangyayari din sa kanila to. Na if they don't get things in order, if they don't have, if Tony Khan doesn't control the situation, whatever it is happening backstage, masasama sila dun sa statistic nila. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's not just a matter of AEW being a startup, being AEW being around for only three years. It's, it's also a matter of this is the company that is trying to beat WWE, is trying to be number one someday. Uh, I know that's what his, uh, his mission vision is, right? It sucks that the freewheeling approach, the lazy fare approach to managing people is not working. You really do got to clamp down on these um, on these things and these behaviors. So I hope that two PR disasters in what? A month? A month. About, it's been a month. It's been only yeah. 30 days. So has to be a wake-up call for Tony Khan. It's, it can't just be Tony Schiavone being the head of talent relations. It's got to be someone who's not the boys, who's not from the boys. Uh, it has to be someone who has a legit background and to bring that kind of credibility to whatever disciplinary action you've got going on there. Just want to address really quickly the subplot in the chat here. Why couldn't they have muted yung, ano, yung fuck you, Sammy, chance on Dynamite today? They could actually mute it if they want to. Um, NXT actually mutes holy shit chance, which is terrible, terrible. It comes off terribly. But just because it's live doesn't mean they can't uh, censor the words. So, I think they just don't want to because it, it comes off pretty terrible on the broadcast. Or maybe because like it looks grittier on, on TV. I don't know. I will say that just because it's live doesn't mean it's actually live. May pagitan yeah, na mga uh, 30 seconds to about a minute. So, like Ro, if they wanted to censor it out, they could. Yeah, um, yeah. In, in closing, I guess none of us here on the podcast, and I hope none of you in the, in the comment section, want AEW to die or to fail. No, none of us want that. You know, we, yeah. we want the industry to succeed, right? So I guess this is where the criticism is coming from. Now we want things to be better. We want everyone to get their get their shit together, uh, just so the industry can be more functional. You know what I mean? Uh, be an Adam Cole in this world of people starting fights backstage. Yeah, I mean, like if people are actually part of the broadcast, 
telling you that you have an HR problem, then you really got to fix it. Yeah. Like this sign over here. All right. Uh, time for us to take our first break. When we come back, predictions time for Extreme Rules happening this weekend. So let's hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Let's get to some shout outs over on Kumu. Say hey to J-R-E-A Fernandez, Jerea, Jerea Fernandez. I don't know how to say your name, bro, uh, or sis. Thank you for following us on Kumu, and uh, thank you to everyone who has tuned in so far. Uh, keep smashing those hearts. We are at 1,500 likes. Yo. Uh, yun, yeah. Please keep telling everyone that you like the wrestling talk here on Kumu, and you know, keep sending us stuff like Halo Halo and all the other stickers that you can all right. Extreme Rules is happening this weekend and you can catch it with Tagalog Audio on the WWE Network on Sunday morning, 8 a.m. Manila time. My expectations ba kayo heading into Extreme Rules, like big picture stuff? I don't know. Uh, it's weird because there's no big picture stuff that I want to see change. Like, it's just stories ending, you know? A bunch of resolutions happening, but uh, none that really move the needle, if you will. I don't know. That's just me. Ikaw, Chino. Ako, I just want to see it be extreme again. And then my hopes are high going into this since all the matches have stipped. Tell about all the matches have stipulation. Yep. Pretty uh, much. So, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Diba? So, so I want it to be extreme. You know, it's a portal on style, but they, they're calling it extreme rules for so. Also, while they're at it, throw in Brie Wyatt. Why not? Oh, yeah, They're yeah. Sure. The revelation of White Rabbit, who yeah. I hope is not Joe Casey. Yeah, so ayun, uh, people are speculating na si Bray Wyatt, pero sinabi na rin, uh, I think FIFO reported this a few days back, na October 8th, which is Extreme Rules, that is the, re- the, the reveal date for the White Rabbit. So, ayun, I think I'm at a point where decidido na rin sila, <laughs> si Bray Wyatt yun, and like, I'm, I'm buying into it, I'm believing it na rin. So, I think anything less than a Bray Wyatt reveal would be a, a bit disappointing. Or go make a sarip katito sa Paul London theory mo. <laughs> si Kyle <Hey>, Martin. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Fred, uh, Fred has an interesting, uh, sorry, Fred has an interesting theory here. He, think, he thinks it's a stable. It's an entire stable I wouldn't be of mad people. at that. As long as yeah, actually, I wouldn't be mad at that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, as that's as not a bad idea. Yeah. Kasi, like, I'm kind of over... It's a bit dry. Yeah, diba? Why not? It's a Dorian Cross. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Oh, was, I'm, I'm kind of over Bray Wyatt as a character, even though okay, maybe he can do something that could change my perception of him. Because to be fair, Vince did kind of ruin the whole thing. And now it's not Vince. So there's a better chance of it being a lot better. So that would be great. It, it would be great. And it would be hell Ephraim. Yeah, why not? Right. Bring, a, bring about bring about Bo Dallas and finally reveal who Sister Abigail is, whatever. Right. Yeah, uh, there are some people still on the main roster na wala naman atang ginagawa ngayon. People like Cedric Alexander or T-Bar or uh, who else? I, um, I kind of think, I kind of, sorry, just to jump in here. I kind of think na Gallus being suspended might have something to do with it. Since Pate did sit on bearded, because they're bearded, big bearded guys. Diba? Mm. And was it the last table Braille I handled also had uh, bearded big guys? Maybe, I don't know. I might be stretching it here. All right. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens when the White Rabbit, whether that's an individual or a stable, gets revealed at Extreme Rules this Sunday. 
All right, let's start with predictions now. Let's go through the card. Six matches, all of them with stipulations. And let's start off with the six-man, good old-fashioned Donnybrook match between the Brawling Brutes and Imperium. Is Donnybrook just another way of saying Sapakan? That's no, it. it's uh, a it's yes no and DQ no. match. It's a no DQ match. No DQ match. Okay. The last Donnybrook match that they had on SmackDown was a no DQ match. So uh, if you miss that, you kind of miss. <laughs> you kind of don't understand what this yeah. is. So. Yeah, so there's actually an origin story to Donnybrook's. Uh, Seamus said that Donnybrook now is uh, derived from a public fair that was held in Donnybrook, Ireland, beginning in the 1200s. And by the 1800s, a reputation in Donnybrook Fair for being a drunken, wild event. And it was finally ended in the mid-1800s. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so that's why it's a, it's, a, no, it's a no-holds-barred thing. Yeah. Seamus really living up to the Peaky Blinders billing they're giving him. Child love. Uh, yeah, so who's gonna uh, win this real authorized bardagulan? I'm gonna sit aside with uh, Seamus and his guys. Uh, sorry, the brute, the sorry, brawling brutes. Brawling brutes. There we go. I'm gonna side with them because I feel like they need the momentum to be on their on their side so that Seamus can challenge for the IC title. Because feeding he's already challenging on SmackDown this week. Like yeah, so feeding go. The end result will still be for the brawling brutes. He might lose on SmackDown because wrestling logic dictates that he loses on the TV show and wins at the pay-per-view and then wins a title in another big way. Paramagi special yung pagiging uh Grand Slam champion. It's my head booking coming later, but still. Yeah, I agree with that. Um I think Seamus isn't winning the Intercontinental Championship from Gunther. So Consuelo na lang nila na they're gonna win Donnybrook because it's it's the Irish match. How can they lose the Irish match? <laughs> so Chaka, like two of their guys outweigh two of the other guys. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, the Great Kali never won a Punjabi prison match. Well, that's fair. Okay, but you know, yeah. if if Sheamus is already losing this the the title match, then so I'm beginning to Yeah. Ibalik yung win niya. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited that I'll, I'll get to call an Imperium match. I never thought that this would happen. I didn't think na mabubuo ulit sila on the main roster. So I'm really happy that we get to see this. And that uh, Triple H's WWE has a spot for Imperium on the main roster. Really good stuff. Alright, let's go to the next match. It's an I Quit match between Edge and Finn Balor. Alright, um, it's going to be tough to... I kind of hate I quit matches because they are a lot worse and not the worse as in bad, but worse perception wise than a submission finish because uh, submission, you know, you tap out, that's fine. But in an I quit match, you have to physically say the words I quit, then you actually are saying that you're quitting. And that kind of hurts more perception wise. So I don't want any of these guys to say I quit, but Edge kind of gave an out here by bringing in his family. No promo on Raw uh, this week. So maybe Judgment Day is going to do something with Beth Phoenix and, I don't know, threaten them maybe to say that to get Edge to quit. Because at this point, as much as I don't want both guys to say they quit, I don't want Finn to say it even more. Now that you said what you said, bro, it makes a lot of sense for me to also say Finn Balor might win. 
um, I'm parang feeling ko kunang na momentum si Ed so I was originally going to go with him but after uh, yun nga you brought out the promo which I forgot about medyo malakas din yung case ni Finn Balor so I might say Finn in this one as well Sabi ni Kyle Martin in the comments Chino if you could spotlight that from a couple minutes ago what if Beth Phoenix comes out and says I quit for Edge No si Kyle Martin Oh yeah That works too That works too what if Beth says it? I don't know. I don't think that's legal, though. Uh, the the yeah. person in the match has to say that uh, they quit. Or what like, if Beth can't... throws in the towel for Edge? That's happened in wrestling, right? The I quit and then I quit match? Uh, yeah, actually, yes. Yeah. So so they might do like a super dramatic spot. You know how Finn's been wrapping people's necks with chairs? They might do something like that. And given Edge's neck history, right? Some dramatic moment might happen where Beth runs out and says he quits, right? I I don't know. It, it's not beyond the realm of possibilities. At this point, I see more ways for Edge to quit than more ways for Finn to quit. Therefore, I feel like Finn has a slight advantage. Yun, see Kyle Martin in the comments. Uh, Jimmy Uso is the most recent example of someone who quit oh, yeah, for yeah. someone else. I remember that now. Yeah. Okay, then it makes sense then. So sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, Finn does need the momentum more. Janelle is right. I'm kind of getting behind uh Judgment Day more now, especially the the more that they drop the weird supernatural leanings that Edge originally gave them. So Leon must bullet club with a different name now so that. So I, I kinda like that more. Uh I just it wish less that on they, the nose bullet club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just really lean into it. Like, they're a club of bad guys like Bullet Club was in, back in the day. Yeah, sobra okay din yung ano, uh, the, the Rhea and Dominic dynamic. I really love it. It's it's very self-aware. It's very internet savvy. So, yun, more of that stuff from the Judgment Day. So, I, I don't think Finn could afford to lose din. Uh, lalo na in an I Quit match against Edge. So, yun. Alright, uh, let's move on to the next match. That we're going to predict, and that is an Extreme Rules match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. It is Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey, and it's a, uh, the third match between the two of them. Ito yung sabi natin a few weeks back na medyo natural na the third match is an Extreme Rules match. And we've been saying uh, since Clash at the Castle that ah, Liv's title run is about to end, but surprisingly, she is still the SmackDown Women's Champion. So is Ronda going to take it from her here at Extreme Rules? Uh, you know what? I want to say yes, but we've been wrong twice already. <laughs> so <laughs> it's extreme rules. This is like the most advantage that Liv has. So you might as well let her walk away with the win. Yeah, I, I don't know. I want to say Liv as well, especially considering that she's been able to one-up Ronda a few times now. So it's going to be hard for me to believe that Liv Morgan can win decisively. In an, in an extreme rules match. They really tried to make it work no SmackDown, but I don't know. Uh, but I, I want to live to stay champion. So I'm going to say live one. All right. Admin Jackie says live will cheat. Not sure you can do that in an extreme rules match. Kaya ba? I think the, the heelish thing that live would do here is to have no mercy. You know, uh, you know, start whacking away on Ronda, then not stop at all. Maybe that's the thing that she'll do. 
Because I think papunta na talaga sa heel. I think they're just slowly teasing it, and it works a lot better for her than the uh, super lucky face character. Who would have thought we would see a heel Liv Morgan less than a year after oh, she was the hottest uh, baby face in the women's division? I mean, we've seen it before, so NXT, like it's it's such a long time ago. But I and know the riot it's happened. Yeah, yeah, I know it's happened. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Ano lang, so sobrang bilis lang kasi nga what at the start of the year, diba, She was really the one now we were predicting to topple Becky Lynch and win the the Raw Women's Championship. Then less than a year later, she's champion and it looks like pahil na siya. So ang bilis lang ng ng, ng pangyayari. Right, uh, next match we're going to predict is the strap match between Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross. Big meaty men slapping meat. Uh, okay, not too big of a fan of strap matches, but I think this will work. Uh, I think because both guys are hard hitting, this has to be Cross's to win. I say, at this point, if you bring him in just to lose, then what gives? This is just going to be like uh, gladiator, gladiator all over again. Yeah, yeah it's also his first PLE. Oh. Ako din, cross din ako dito because yes, Stan mentioned it. It's first PLE. Also, he needs the win to prove that he's an actual threat to Roman Reigns, which they've been teasing, they teased rather, uh, quite a few months ago. So, parang kung, kung, kung threat talaga siya, matatalo siya kay Drew, na natalo ni Roman, ano yung point na ito? So, I, I feel like Cross is to walk away with a victory here. A decisive victory at that. What do you guys think about Karrion Cross and Bray Wyatt being linked up like Ina is suggesting in the comments? Uh, Bray Wyatt rabbit again. That's why he owned the original song. I don't know. Because kind of be redundant because Scarlett was also kind of the, like the mystical person between the two of them. Yeah. But it also makes sense, I guess. But I don't think that Cross was brought in here to be a to be the heater for, for Bray Wyatt. So... Parang hindi ata aligned yung gusto nila mangyari doon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ako din. Hindi siya... It, for somebody to team with Bray Wyatt, it would mean that that somebody has to be less of a star. Hindi man less of a star. Pero like, has have less popularity than Bray. Kasi malaki ang chance na pag si Karen Cross yun, he can easily outshine Bray. Uh, and then they want Bray to shine. Otherwise, sayang tong push and QR codes na so I feel I really feel like if they were going to use heaters, they'd probably bring somebody up from NXT. Kung stable na tong white rabbit thing. Medyo yeah, agree ako dito kay Giancarlo who brings up na Bray and Cross are both alpha, so parang hindi bagay. I agree there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one last note, uh, admin Jackie. Not sure if you're referring to Drew and Cross. Uh, Cross is actually Latinx. He's Puerto Rican. All right, uh, let's talk about the SmackDown Women's Championship now. It is, Bia- uh, sorry, Raw Women's Championship. It's a ladder match between Bianca Belair and Bailey. So first ever Women's Championship ladder match happening here uh, for Bianca. It's also her first ladder match. Um, if you look at the Bianca-Bailey feud from the last couple of years, this is actually their third match against one another. So uh, no surprises na derecho agad sila to a ladder match. Uh, ba, is this when Damage Control takes all the belts? Yeah, uh, again, if you bring this all back just for Bailey to lose, then kind of all that's yung, ano, yung, yung build up. Mo. And Bailey was so close to explaining her uh, entire justification for doing the things she's doing, but Bianca cut her off. And that was the first time I got pissed at Bianca. Because <laughs> I've liked Bianca this entire time, but then she stopped Bailey from 
explaining her tragic backstory. And I'm like, why? I was so close. Um, hola. So uh, now I want Bianca. Uh, now I want Bailey to win even more. I I don't know. Resting logic will say otherwise. Because they are raw. The raw that happened had them all three of them standing on a ladder. Damage control. So there might be a chance here. Pero realistically, tama din si that Bianca needs to drop the title to Bailey. Otherwise, what's the point, right? What's the end game for damage control? I could see a scenario where damage control loses and they just continue to be agents of chaos in the women's division. That might have some play. It might not be as strong as damage control all belts, but it it kind of works for me. I don't know, man. We nasak ng damage control yung mga rest back ni Bianca. Eh. So I totally see a scenario where Io and Dakota are like holding Bianca down as Bailey goes up the ladder and retrieves the title. Why did it? Why did it? Because I mean, uh, Candice LeRae might have something to say about that. Diba, Omepalitz is a match. And then yep. Candice LeRae. So him, she might have a role to play here. I, I don't make, might be too quick. It might be too brief for her because it's a half debut. Lang niya, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, let's get to the fight pit. It's Seth freaking Rollins versus Matt Riddle with Daniel Cormier as the special guest referee. Is it time for Riddle to get his win back? No. Actually done with this feud. Like the 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 segment they did on Raw was like a weaker version of the side-by-side interview segment that they did. So mm-hmm. at that point, Cormier was right. Like these two were just bickering at that point, and I'm kind of over it. And I just want it to be over already. I strangely don't want Riddle to win now. Like I want Seth to win more because of how he's definitely going to take over the United States Championship scene. But this is the fight pit, and it was literally made for for Riddle to win. So I'm guessing the eventual outcome is Riddle winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it isn't Riddle uh, undefeated in the fight pit? No, he's never won. The undefeated never... person in the fight pit is Timothy Thatcher. Oh, okay. So yun palayon, So I'm I'm still still gonna side with Riddle, even if Seth is looking good in the U.S. Uh, championship title picture. I'm still gonna say Riddle because parang hindi ko alam kung may pride pa ang MMA fighter pero I don't know if pride is a role is the word to use here but I don't know if it that if it's believable for a a bona fide UFC fighter to lose to a professional wrestler in an MMA fight granted that it is a work pero still di ba parang hindi hindi believable sa akin so I'm just gonna say brittle I think they've been really careful to not brand the fight pit as a shoot uh, shoot fighting thing. It's just that it looks like it, but it's actually not. So uh, it's just a structure that puts you together. It's implied that there's a shoot, but nobody ever says that, okay, you have to uh, you have to fight MMA style here in the fight pit. So yeah. uh, I think that's how, they, how you win. Yeah, that's just how they get around the expectations of this real fighter in Matt Riddle and uh, in some respects. Some respects, Timothy Thatcher uh, being beaten by a pro wrestler. Yeah. Uh, if anything, you know, what just gives it that, I guess, realistic vibe is how there are no pinfalls. It's just submissions or, or TKOs. So, you know, somebody, Ricky J, it's basically raw <laughs> up of crap. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> 
So yeah, Giancarlo was asking earlier if uh, the Fight Pit will main event. I have a feeling it will because this is the feud that's been going on for the longest if you don't count Bailey Bianca. Plus, it's a Fight Pit plus Daniel Cormier. So I have a very good feeling that this is the main event. Yeah. Uh, is it though? Like, I don't know. That I don't know. Be- like, if I had to put money on any of these six matches, I'm probably putting money on the Fight Pit closing the show. Then, it doesn't feel like a main event. <laughs> it's it's first of all, it's such a spectacle. The it's not a ring; it's a cage, so it can yeah. it doesn't take place in the in the middle of the arena. I I would say you set up So I see, I have a feeling that it'll be it'll be a little reminiscent of the Thunderdome era when we had those cinematic matches. Right? Might not hmm. it might not be that much of a stretch from that because. Fight pit needs its own space, and therefore it would only make sense to do that at the very end of the show. Parang di masiray momentum ng show. and everybody else in the comment section, why don't you call your shot? What do you think is the main event, if not the fight pit? John Marie is kind of right here. All of the all of the matches in the absence of Roman Reigns, kind of though, kind of do feel like main event. Where it's gonna maybe not the Donnybrook match. Even the Liv versus Ronda, I'll say it's Ronda. Ronda is still a big star. So, yeah. I don't know. My pick is the easy one in Drew versus Cross because Drew is still the last main eventer that they had and is the current main event that they have. So, I feel like that's the safe. That's the safest bet for, for a main event match. Uh, on that note, though, I do want to kind of point, uh, point out that this feels like a single brand pay-per-view. And uh, in a way, uh, Triple H is booking single brand pay-per-views without realizing it. Because he has this batch of stories that he'll put on a pay-per-view. And then he'll save the next batch for the next pay-per-view after that. So, and this is how we used to do it before. Right? And when Raw has a pay-per-view next, uh, the other stories on SmackDown have no choice but to extend until the next SmackDown pay-per-view. So, interesting and also makes pay-per-views not exhausting when it comes to how many matches are on the card. I actually like it as well because it's an easier watch for us fans. It's for not sure. A, it's not for our slot like it used to be anymore. And, and the stories are told better. If they are going to go back to the original format of Raw only, SmackDown only, they actually stick to it instead of being fickle every six months that, oh, or oh, there's a guest appearance, diba? I know it's not going to happen because we have unified titles here. But if it if it is going that way, then Sana they really stick to it this time. Yeah, I think Rob is just pointing out how Jung's style of booking right now is very, very much similar to Jung's single branded days. Uh, but you know, that, yeah, like you said, that, that's not really happening. Uh, say hi to Ash all, all the way from the UK. Thanks hey, for joining Ash. us, bud. Good morning. What is up? Uh, Ricky's point, sorry, Ricky's point, Sana Sabadun na lagi ang pay-per-views, that is a Nick Khan move, so I you can think, thank him for that. Yeah, we'll be seeing more of that. The better Khan. Uh, what I will say is that for the rest of 2022, puro Saturday night's name pay-per-views. You can nice. look up the schedule on CBS Sports. It's, it's, it's up there. All right, uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about AEW, and we're celebrating 25 years of the devil's favorite demon, Kane. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Let's get to some shoutouts over on Kumu Kumeron. Yeah, saying hey to Cage Devil 9 who says, Dapat iban yung Judgment Day. Um, iban where? From the show? From the pay per view? 
Oh, from, from, the match, from the match. From the I match. From the I match. match. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense, but it's a no DQ match. So, uh, medyo walang point to ban them. Yeah. Like, if I were Edge, I would contract uh, Ray and AJ to take out the other Judgment Day guys <laughs> and find a way to get rid of Rhea because nobody can touch Rhea. <laughs> Sobrang OP eh. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go over to AEW and talk about Saraya first. So she got physical this week, which was a surprise, but um, it's not like she took a lot of offense. She just took some strikes from Britt Baker, and then she hit Rebel with a super kick right after that. So, uh, Ro, what do you think of all of this, and where's it going to lead? Because last week we were talking about how she's probably not medically cleared, and then this week she actually fought with Britt Baker. Okay, so first, it's not just this segment. You have to take in the Britt Baker promo that happened before this segment. She said that uh, Soraya wasn't medically cleared and that she should just go back to wherever she came from. By saying that, and then by defying this expectation in the women's match, by having uh, Soraya be physical, they're actually telling me that, okay, she's cleared. Because one, they wouldn't build clearly to Soraya versus Britt Baker if she wasn't cleared. And she, they're kind of just milking the intrigue now. Because people are still not 100% sure if she's cleared. But the doubt that people have in their heads will lead people to keep watching the story and with whatever the match will be on the pay-per-view. Igor Chino, what do you think? It reminds me of, remember how Edge was still unclear that he was appearing on Raw? And Seth Rollins did the whole, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. physical but he really didn't do anything. I mean, he just laid there at the end of the day. So the most Edge did before he came back was when he speared Elias in 2019. Oh, yeah, exactly. Your weak spear. So for me, this the same. This has the same physicality as that, wherein she, wherein he cleared the edge. Therefore, he did a half-ass spear, which is essentially what it was. For me, this is at, at the same level as that. I say she didn't really. I'm not a wrestler here, but she didn't really fall, right? Like, like, sapak, and then Britt Baker fell out of the ring, right? So for me, I don't know. I, I'm, I'd rather see it and believe it that when it happens, because until I see her in her gear in that ring, resting an actual match, don't clear the shot to wrestle. Anything less than that. Will still have me doubting if she is indeed medically clear. So you also get injured and the guy from the ring. So it's not it's not as easy for me to believe that she can be easily clear. When Edge did that spear in 2019, um, he was actually in the process of getting cleared. So I I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that he was already okay, and then it just took um, a few more months for him to get back in shape and back in ring conditioning. So at that point, okay na siya. So no, no, no. no. Is, uh, um, from the documentary, uh, uh, shortly after his return, na unang spear and then he started the process of getting uh, clear. Because okay, okay. he felt good right after that segment right. with Elias. All right. Okay. Yun, uh, I just want to point out how Chino is the resident Doubting Thomas of the podcast. It's just really funny because you said it in exactly the same way that a Doubting Thomas would. So I'm um, n- not not shitting on you because I actually am in the same boat. Na until I see Paige in her gear, sakala din ako talaga maniniwala na okay, she's here to wrestle for real, for real. So oh, I, don't no, know. I I I don't think he's gonna Tony Khan is gonna waste all this time and money for not uh, no for for nothing for a nothing burger. So. Um, I think there is something here that they're not telling us. I think uh, it is part of the mystery machine 
And it's only a matter of time. Because why build up? Why get physical with Britt Baker at all if you're not going to do anything? Why let CM Punk go loose on the mic? (laughs) What does that have to do with this? How is that the same thing? Who knows what Tony Khan is thinking Uh, at this point? Is is what I'm trying to say. Okay. That's a state of mind, child, thinking, oh, maganda to, maganda yan. <laughs> Sige, pagsamahin natin, okay na yan. But it, there's no actual logic behind it. So, when any, anything TK says or does right now, I, I really am going to doubt. Okay, now, who's the credibility niya sa akin? Not that he has to do anything to prove that, wait, who am I, right? I just, I just do this podcast with, uh, about wrestling, pero... <laughs> Uh, as a fan, it's like it's really hard for me to side with Tony Khan, the man who said that he was going to change the face of wrestling. Okay. Speaking of Tony Khan, question here from Kyle: Do you think na TK will let Billy Gunn appear at the DX reunion on Raw next week? Uh, he let Jericho do the Stone Cold podcast, so who knows, right? <laughs> uh, anything can happen. Yeah. Oh, there, do you say, yeah. No, but uh, Carlo, uh, WWE should expect like the scissor me daddy chance if Billy Gunn does show up. So <laughs> I actually don't think it will happen because Billy Gunn is part of an active AEW act yeah. that is pretty over. Yeah, yeah hold on. it's not gonna happen, guys. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think it's a matter of not Tony Khan letting. Um, I, I don't think it's a matter of Tony Khan letting uh, Billy Gunn go over. I think it's a matter of Triple H getting Billy Gunn. For the show, so uh, for the for the reason that you mentioned, right? for the scissor yeah. me daddy reason that you mentioned. But I think since um, Tony Khan has also kind of proven that he is willing to work with WWE when they ask him, so if they ask, I don't think he would have said no. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, let's talk about MJF. Naman uh, earlier on Dynamite, he faced Wheeler Yuta, and then it seems like they're teasing a face turn here because MJF got pretty mad when Stokely and Lee Moriarty got in and tried to put a beat down on Yuta post match. So, will you buy a babyface MJF row? Yeah, uh, magaling naman siya acting. Like he, he's a good he's a good enough actor that people buy his heel shtick. But he doesn't break character ever in public. So um, people already want to accept him as a face. They just need to be given a real storyline reason to do that. Like um, they're already been cheering his work. Um, they think he's phenomenal in what he does. So I thought that it was kind of refreshing. And it's just the only bad part for me about it is that. He did this after he just really literally introduced the firm as his uh, lackeys, as his chowariwaps. So either this is a last minute decision from cokehead Tony Khan or I don't know. Uh, it's just really bad writing. Yeah. Go, Tony, Tony Khan to me is like that Charlie Day meme. It's always sunny. It's always sunny. Yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I don't know, uh, just because he's such a detestable character. But they might have teased it. Again, doubting Thomas, they might have teased it. But indeed, I would much rather see him cashing that chip as a heel, especially since he has to go up against charismatic, a charismatic babyface like John Box. Because it's believable dynamic MJF because he spent his entire career in AEW uh, being pretty much an asshole. So i much rather see him do that. If he does turn face, I don't know. I don't know if it can stand. Uh, with, 
Yeah, people in the comments are saying that it's also hard. It's going to be a hard pill to swallow. Uh, depend is a storyline. So uh, Leo here forecasting that if MJF were to turn face, he'd be like The Rock. Which is who was not really a face face. He was just, you know, he was just getting cheers and fighting heels. Which makes sense, I guess. Maybe that's the limitation of uh, face MJF. Maybe that's but, you know, who knows? Yeah, because if you look back at The Rock, especially in his prime as a top babyface, he was really saying a lot of politically incorrect stuff. He was yeah. uh, slut-shaming people. About he was not, also not really popular, babyfacey things. He was also popular in the 90s when that was unfolding. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the ideal of face can You can't say that he's not face. No? Like, it was just bad, but it was the product of the time. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, that's going to do it for the AEW talk for this week. Let's go to TBT and let's celebrate 25 years of Kane. So, WWE has uh, celebrated Kane's uh, 25th anniversary of his debut um, when he first came out in Bad Blood during the Hell in a Cell match between The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. And you guys know how we do this on the podcast drop your favorite Kane moments, Kane uh, matches. Uh, drop all of that in the comment section as we celebrate the Big Red Monster. Um, for me, all I really loved about Kane, or what I loved about the Kane character was uh, the slow chemical theme song from the early 2000s. Like, this was the time when almost everyone was coming out to a rock anthem that was played by an actual band. So uh, it was Finger Eleven who performed that theme. And that song was always on my on my iPod, on my MP3 player to, like, get me hyped. And I just love the feeling of uh, the song coming and then you music cue for Kane to do the thing with the with the fiery ring posts. Um, that was, like, the, the thing that put Kane's presentation over the top for me. So, uh, yeah, that, that's my favorite thing about Kane. Kayo. Uh, I, J.R.O., you want to go ahead? No, I just want to say, um, Glenn Jacobs, the politician, was <laughs> is a shit person. Uh, is a terrible, terrible person who should not be idolized in any way. But um, Kane was the first wrestler that I found really cool. Like, um, remember, I, I started playing the games first. And I saw Kane. It was so cool. Like, it was, this was a monster with a cool mask. And um, I remember it just being so awesome. And uh, I captured his imagination because he was like straight out of a comic book. And that was pretty cool to me. And um, I just had a nice, fond appreciation of Kane over the years because I thought that he was the best big man that WWE had at the time when a lot of the big men were slow and plodding. Uh, he was um, relatively more agile than the rest. And I thought that he deserved a lot more, but he was also pretty generous with his uh, with the way that they wanted him to be booked. Like he never really wanted a big championship reign, so he always gave it to someone else. That's why he was always going to stand in the shadow of The Undertaker, who is not his real brother, by the way. <laughs> Mahalang may, mahalang mahalang may. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Kane the wrestler he is super not, awesome. He's not his uh, shoot brother. Yeah. He is his work brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go ask Rowan about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I super appreciated Kane the wrestler and was super disappointed to find out the personality of Kane, Glenn Jacobs, the politician. Uh, I just want to. I'm going to stand in my own little soapbox here and say that it's okay to separate the artist 
the art from the artist type time. You know, I can acknowledge the masabang tao si Glenn Jacobs while also at the same time respecting his work as Kane. Because I like Kane as much as well. Because I remember him debuting during Hell in the Cell. I remember seeing, I remember the build up to that moment when Fall Bearer was doing those interviews about how he had an affair with Undertaker's mom. That's a Kane universal. Right, and I remember all that at those those interviews. That's attitude era kid guy, and you're watching that, and you're believing this teleserial levels of storytelling. Na alam mong sobrang papaw, pero sobrang padiwalang padiwala ka. Because there are demons involved and the undead, and you think Kane was gonna really come out burn the lives. Is it more like a true Kane? What does being burned alive look like? <laughs> Certainly, it does not look like red latex, which is what he came out to over most of his career. But I really love that whole build-up to Kane, right? And yeah, okay, disappointing that Glenn Jacobs is a, a Republican and a Libertarian and all that. But I, I really love Kane as a wrestler because of his versatility. Not just his physical versatility, high fly shot, but his uh, is storytelling versatility, shall we say, because he's been able to be a horror character. He had his own movie to a certain point. And then he also uh, got to do a lot of the comedy. Right? With Team Hell No. Uh, he also got to do a lot of the dark stuff with, with uh, Lita and, and Katie Vick and all that. Right? So, uh, to me, Kane was just a very, it was just a great team player in that sense. The high yang puno and lot of roles that kailangan nila. And that's why it's worth uh, appreciating. Chino, I just got to say that of all the Kane moments, uh, his long-ass career and all that, you had to go and mention Katie Vick. I don't think you can separate him from yeah. Katie Vick. But although, he was kind of a yes man there to a fault. Um, I, gotta, I, I, I agree with what Chino said. No. Kane is a... Um, he may be a terrible politician, but he is a... Prime example of what a pro wrestler should be. Like, you shouldn't be a super self-mark about your character to the point where you can't evolve and do something else, right? Especially if it means getting even more over, you know? Sometimes may look better. If you can adjust and, mal- you know, uh, work yourself into something that might have been different but totally works as well, then it's a it's a hallmark of how great you are as a worker as a wrestler. So I really like that about Kane, and I like that his character just went so many underwent through so many transformations over the years. So that's pretty cool, and that's the kind of wrestler everyone should aspire to be. Eto, uh, last question for you guys and for the people in the chat: Ano mas gusto yung Kane, masked or unmasked? I'm partial to masked Kane, pero siempre. Uh, what he did while he was, when he was unmasked was also remarkable as well. Yeah. Kane burning, J, setting GR on fire, still one of the most more horrific things I've seen <laughs> in, in wrestling. Like, I, I remember getting nightmares from that. Yon, <laughs> at saka yung inupaka niya kunyahe yung fan, diba, when he got, when he was unhinged. Talagang hmm. na-embrace niya yung nakatakot talaga siya eh. He's not scary in that supernatural sense but also in that physical sense because he's right there and you can see him and you can touch him and he can touch you right back. Gian brought up uh, Kane and Lita. I think that was the 
one thing I didn't really like about you know the the booking they gave Kane. So why why does Kane have to have a wife? Like, yes, love. yes, a monster <laughs> has feelings too, but let him be a monster. <laughs> like I don't know. Uh, that that was Sigurdsson. That was a point where I was still all in on the monster Kane, and then the monster Kane went soft. On, on yeah, yeah, the monster became a good guy because that was his face turned. But when yeah, Snitsky yeah, came exactly. out yeah. and the whole it wasn't my fault thing happened, I was like, "What? Whoa! What? What's happening here?" And and you guys have to understand if you're new to the podcast, Ro and I both came into the fandom at around the same time, ruthless aggression era. So up to that point, we were just exposed to mass Kane wreaking havoc on everybody. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so that's it. That's gonna do it for TBT. Thank you so much for celebrating 25 years of Kane with us. As we get to our picks of the week, you guys know how we do it here on the podcast. So leave it in the chat. I'm gonna start with mine, and it's the main event from this week's NXT. It's the Brawling Brutes versus Pretty Deadly for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Surprise, surprise! The Brawling Brutes appeared on SmackDown. Uh, good to have the uh, the guys from Imperium come out and cost the Brawling Brutes the match. Uh, but it was really good to have all of these guys, all of whom came from NXT UK, really being uh, main eventers for NXT. And, um, you know, I, I love it when Pretty Deadly is in there. So, Matt, again, pick up the weak material. I have a pick. Kayo, Chino. Go ahead. Uh, okay, uh, my pick of the week is from Raw. Again, uh, surprising that we get picked from Raw nowadays. But uh, Bobby Lashley versus Mustafa Ali for the United States Championship. Uh, I always got to pick anything that has my guy Ali on it. So that was a nice showing for him. Uh, We knew he wasn't going to win, but it was a nice way to reintroduce him after a while gone from from TV. Uh, My pick, thanks to Julian, goes out to Up Up Down Down and, and Xavier Woods and Liv Morgan doing the one chip. One ship challenge. Um, go watch that and see what the harmonious locker room looks like. Your tipong kain in a challenge, and they're just like chilling. So the Sikoa is on that exercise bike. You know, they're doing like nice wrestling things instead of fighting like assholes. Go watch that. It's great. It's great stuff. Top of good. All right, let's go through the picks from the comments. Glendale picks uh, the Stardom Five Star Grand Prix, Julia versus Suzu Suzuki, and Micah versus Himeka. Kyle uh, picks the memeable promo between Seth and Riddle. Alan also picks the Julia match, very emotional. Uh, Julian picks Lashley versus Ali, the Mox and Hangman segment, and National Scissoring Day, which was a lot of fun, uh, I will admit. Uh, Janelle picks Sami Zayn, Riddle and Rollins. Uh, Gigi and JC versus Zoe and Nikita. Giancarlo picks Chad Gable's German suplex on Braun. Yeah, nakakagulat yun. <laughs> na he was able to pull that off. Uh, Fred. Shades of Neville uh, during mm-hmm. his interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred picks the Brawling Brutes versus the Usos from SmackDown. Gable's German suplex uh, and the NXT main event. Ricky picks Sammy making solo break character on live TV. <laughs> yeah, uh, everything Sammy Zayn does on TV is gold, man. Uh, Julian also picks the Seth Riddle promo. Leo picks Wardlow versus Brian Cage from Dynamite. Roman J picks National Scissoring Day and Lashley versus Ali. Uh, Aaron picks our Neverita memes on TikTok. Thank you so much to everybody who's been part of the Road to 10K, by the way. Uh, it's all Rowan, Zina. by the way. It's all Rowan. Uh, I don't know how to do that. To do those memes, so it's all Rowan. Yon, see Rowan, ASH, doing some good work even though he's on academic leave. Ina picks the AEW Dynamite Anniversary, New Japan Royal Quest, and New Japan's 10-bell salute for the late Antonio Inoki and the Stardom 5-star Grand Prix. 
Uh, si Angelo sobrang dami. So, let's just go with the Roxanne and Cora segment from the Grayson Waller effect. Uh, Derv picks Naito versus Zack Sabre Jr. from Royal Quest 2. Alright, uh, those are the picks. Meron pa sa Kumuro? Yes, uh, Tanichi, what's up Tanichi, picks National Scissoring Day. So it was a pretty good segment. I enjoyed that segment thoroughly. Uh, I'm all in on the acclaim. And some of you guys, we need to limit your picks to one pick. Shonyo, Shonyo ito. Sabi niyo pick ka? lang kami. One last thing on National Scissoring Day. I don't know about you guys, but when I was watching it, pati ako napasisor sa sarili ko. It was like when they brought out the big scissor. It's a good game. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Good game. And the best part is, kapag di ka wrestling fan, di mo magagets. Like, why are these two dudes celebrating National Scissoring Day? Pag hindi mo alam yung backgrounds nila, ma-offend gay, di ba? But yeah, if yeah. You know that, <laughs> but if you know that one of them is a member of the LGBTQ community, then think about it. But I actually actually want to know if there are any lesbians in the in the comments or in, in the, the community chat, that we you know, built. In the listeners, like, what do you feel about you know the gay guys? The gay guy, sorry, the gay guy. It's like one gay guy, the only one of them Take, taking your 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 thing, which is stereotypical, yes, but it's I it's your thing, right? So let us know. Yeah, uh, namin alam. Uh, we are all straight guys on the pod <laughs> And uh, people in the comments If you can help us out, that would be great So let us know uh, Hit us up at Wrestling2XPod At Roiswar At Chino Supersize As we get to our plugs Chino, what's going on? Oh, so this week on the pod I am featuring comics From the Cool Pals Comedy Festival It's happening October 17 to 22 And this week on the Class Clown I have Leland Lim He is an up-and-coming stand-up comedian who is doing a short documentary-style series on uh, his Instagram page called Mahirap Magpatawa. It's at Leland Lim on Instagram, at Chino Supersized for me, and www.thecoolpals.com for all the festival tickets. That is six days, six full days of stand-up. They're coming online shows, in-person shows, shows with all-female lineups, shows with dark comedians, uh, shows with new headliners like myself. So prang damning shows, so damning variety of stand-up comedy that you can just really just take your pick. So October 17 to 22, the Cool Piles Comedy Festival, www.coolpiles.com for tickets. All right. How about you, Ro? Ayan. Uh, so October 16, we will have the next uh, action of taping. So if you want to be a part of that, just go to the MWF uh, Facebook page. The link is there to to buy it uh, to buy a to buy a seat for the taping. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, thank you as well to everyone who came by WW Invasion last Sunday. It was a whole lot of fun. I did not expect to have that much fun, but it was really great. Everyone was great, and. Please follow us on Ganked as well. Please subscribe to Manila Wrestling Federation. And just go to manilawrestling.com for as low as around 500 something initial 540. $10, you get the access to our gang profile where the past episodes, past and present episodes of Action Novella are being aired and um, where the big events, uh, Republica and Road to Fate, are being 
are released in blocks of time so a lot of good stuff uh, if you're a gang subscriber you also get into the tapings for free so a lot of good value there please support Philippine wrestling as much as possible because we're all trying to make it a living here one day someday and please follow us on TikTok at Wrestling2XPod we are now at 10k thank you very much who, to everyone who followed if you are in this chat if you are if you follow us on TikTok thank you so much hope we can get that you know uh, get that sweet TikTok money soon yeah, uh, last plug before we get out of here, uh, go check out Escuela de Leon, Jake de Leon's training sessions. Uh, next one is on October 15 at Origins yeah. Athletics in Green Hill, San Juan, 750 pesos for more information. Uh, just go to bit.ly slash Escuela de Leon. That's E S C U E L A D E L E O N. On that note, thank you very much to everybody who's been joining us for the podcast, for the streams. Thank you to our Discord admins, Admin Jackie and Admin Allen, for all the work that they do behind the scenes as well as babyface producer Mike and Joshua and Angel and everyone else from the PNA team for all of the work that they do behind the scenes and thank you to everybody for joining us for another weekly live stream here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast next week we're reviewing Extreme Rules and we'll talk about anything that'll happen between tomorrow and our next live stream so on behalf of Romoran and Chino Liao my name is Stan C saying take care please get your vaccines and boosters if and when you can and keep your masks on wrestling wrestling podcast out bye-bye peace the views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators hosts and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of podcast network asia the hosts of the program or other programs of the network any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.